On episode 58 of Dev Talk, I speak to Pedro Jesus about the Xamarin Linker. Welcome to another episode of Dev Talk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guest is Pedro Jesus. Pedro is a Xamarin mobile developer at ArcTouch in Brazil, and I'm really happy to have him on the show. Hello, how are you doing? Hello, how are you? I'm great, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and how about you? Yeah, uh, nice. Uh, we're getting spring here in Germany. Uh, how is it in Brazil? It's kind of a hot season here. It's like 25 okay. degrees Celsius today. But do people go outside or is uh, everybody inside uh, because of other reasons? Well, normally the people should not be outside because of the sadly pandemic situation here. But uh, some weekends we can see a lot of people outside doing some uh exercising or yeah. you know enjoying a park yeah i guess that's it's better that they're outside than meeting inside i guess yeah 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 um and you are uh, we we met through social media and uh, you're working on the xamarin community toolkit and this is something we have not talked about on the show so far and i was wondering if you could explain what that is sure so the xamarin community toolkit is a, a new package that is maintained by a couple of people at Microsoft, there is the Xamarin team, and also by the community members. And as the name says, is uh, the idea of that project is that the community helps and uh, helps the project, that library grows up in number of controls, in number of effects, behaviors, converts, and all the good stuff that we need to use on our mobile applications. Okay, and this sounds like it's focused on Xamarin Forms, or is it exclusively Xamarin Forms, or also Xamarin native Xamarin platform? No, this one is exclusively for for Xamarin Forms. Okay, so uh, I in include this community toolkit. How how do I include it into my app? Well, you just need to download the Nugget package. There is the Xamarin Community Toolkit Nugget package, and mm -hmm. you need to add it on our on your shared project and also on your platform specific projects okay. just like we do with essentials today yeah and uh, then then you're set to go and uh, you have like a, a separate namespace where you can find these controls and converters and things like that yeah it's something like that so for example we use the custom schema and that is that is means that you have just to add one namespace mm -hmm. and you will have access to all controls, all effects, all behaviors by XAML. Now, if you are using C Sharp, that way you need to specify uh, each namespace specifically because you have a, mm -hmm. one namespace for effects and another for behaviors, another for controls, and go okay. on. Yeah, but I guess typically you don't you don't worry about such things anymore since the IDEs have gotten so smart that they they include the namespaces for you. But yeah, include That's the NuGet true. and you're probably set to go. Exactly. And the coolest part of the Xamarin Community Toolkit is that you don't need to use any init method or call something like that. You just mm -hmm. add the project, uh, sorry, add the nugget to the project and start using it. Cool. Okay. And we wanted to do a, a deep dive into something that you've been working with regarding this community toolkit, but it's not specific to this. And that is the linker. Yes, that is correct. I have been working on linker for Xamarin Community Toolkit, making it behaves, you know, because mm -hmm. 
Sometimes he's a, like a bad boy and try to remove stuff that we actually are using. So we needed to, you know, do some fine tuning on it. And since the Xamarin Community Toolkit is linker safe, that means if you add the library on your project and you just use one control or one feature, all of other features will be removed for your final DLL. So that means that your app application size will be not be compromised by adding this, this nugget. And you don't need to care about that, you know, just set the linker and we work like a charm. I think we're gonna to have to take a step back and talk about what the linker is in general. So my first contact was long before for my Xamarin days, working with, uh, with C and C++. There was always, you, you write the code and then you send that to, to the compiler. It compiles that into uh, some native executables and uh, or or bits and these then get passed to the linker and the linker then takes all of this compiled stuff and produces one big executable binary that you can use and i was a bit surprised in the beginning that there's also a linker in xamarin and uh, when i thought about it longer it it, it kind of made sense so uh, you 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 got these these pieces hanging around there and and you you want to make them into one big thing and i think what you've been working on is that that one big binary that comes out of this is not too big right yeah that is correct so like for people that use the xamarin applications that does the xamarin applications uh probably they know or can't find let's say that way on the Android and the iOS projects, when they go to the properties inside the Visual Studio, Visual Studio for Mac, mm -hmm. and they can have that option to to call it the linker behavior. That, as you explained earlier, that means that we will remove unused code. So basically, for mobile developers, we have three linker options. That is, don't link, link SDKs and assemblies only, and link all assemblies. So talking about this tree, a little uh, explaining this, those a little bit more. So mm -hmm. don't link is normally when we are debugging our application, when you have the debug mode and we have press play and attach the debug, we normally don't link anything. So that is the linker will not work and all the code the, from the libraries that you reference that could be Xamarin Android support libraries, and or the mono Android itself, or the mono iOS, the mono that is called the mono touch a while ago. Mm -hmm. And that will ship all that DLL for your mobile application. And for the bug, that is good because the build time will be smaller and also allows us to use the hot reload feature if you are running on Xamarin Forms package. Okay. The second one is the link SDKs and assembly only. That is owned by default on release mode, if I'm not wrong, from the templates. And that means that the linker will just, just act on libraries that are linker safer. And linker safe just means like, I am a library maintainer and I will take care of the linker for the, my user. So when the user uh, select that option, that assemblies only, all those libraries that are linker safe will be linked out. Uh, I mean, the code that uh, is not used will be the linker out. So okay. um, let's put some numbers to be more clear. So let's imagine mm -hmm. that Xamarin Community Kit has two megabytes of, uh, of size. 
and you just use two or three features on that package. So when you do a release build on assemblies, uh, linker SDKs and assemblies only, that two megabytes will become like one megabyte or even less. So that is good for, for the final size of your application. Mm-hmm. And, okay. at, and the last but not least, uh, we have the link all assemblies. And this is the most aggressive one because this one will make uh, the linker will act on every every code. So even if that library is not linker safer, for example, I believe that the newtonsoft.json isn't linker safer. So when you put that link out, the linker will work uh, on top of those libraries as well. And also on your codes, um, that means on your mobile code, so the, your view modules, your view, and everything else. And you, as a mobile developer, is responsible to, to tell the linker what he can or cannot remove. If, okay. if the linker removes something that you know you are using, but he doesn't understand that you are using, you know, mm-hmm. like if you use reflection to access, access something by with with a string name of a class or something, yes, and, uh, then the linker would think, oh, nobody's using this. I can leave this out of the final package, and then it won't be available at runtime. Yes, that's correct. Okay, yeah. So in an ideal world, you have these three options, and this is all you should ever have to worry about. The linker is just, uh, okay, debug, I'll take everything. I don't care about the size of my application. And for the final app, which one should I choose typically? So that depends. And and there is like, I don't know if there is a official checklist, but I have a, 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 a checklist myself to, to see if I you know, needed to care about the linker. And mm-hmm. that is, if I have a lot of external references, like NuGet packages, and those NuGet packages aren't a linker safe, probably I should uh, enable the linker out and to, to have a smaller app size at the end. But also, the normally people does is do the release and see the package size and says, okay, it's like 15 megabytes. Is that okay? Is not okay? So mm-hmm. if it's not okay, they probably will activate the linker out and will shrimp a lot the packages. And the difference is huge. On the Xamarin uh, documentation for uh, Android, Xamarin Android documentation for linker, there is like uh, 60% of small, uh, sorry, 60% uh, difference between linker out and don't link packages. So okay. there is a lot of, of code removing. And I seem to remember there, at least there were times when if you selected don't link and then submitted it to like the Apple App Store, then you would get rejected because it would have everything in there and even access to some private APIs that you weren't actually allowed to use. Yeah, that is correct. I can remember that James Montemagno's plugins, uh, that is the permission plugin, Mm -hmm. that he needed to refactor that plugin because even with the linker uh, activated on the mobile applications, uh, for some reason that they are shipping the permissions of all, all needed permissions, like for the camera, for audio, for storage, even if the user aren't using that because it's kind of okay. a static reference. So the linker mm-hmm. looks to that and say, oh, there is a static, a static reference there. So I will not remove that 
But when the mobile developers sent that application to the to the app review, the app review said, "Oh, you, why you are asking these permissions here and are not using it?" Okay. So as a normal app developer, um, I well, typically I I wouldn't want to worry about the linker, um, but then there are situations where I might have to because I'm I'm trying to to get my app size down and if I set the linker to really be aggressive then it might strip out some things that I need uh, or that might might be needed at runtime and um like I I can imagine if you use uh like like an enterprise grade architecture for your application and you use uh like dependency injection and uh, it at compile time you might not know which classes are actually used, and then at runtime it, it would just search through your code base and find these modules. And um, is is this a common scenario that people have to like annotate their code to tell the linker what to do, or is this something that's more specific to library libraries that you make for other people? Mm, no, in those cases, like uh, dependency injection and a lot of reflection, the linker, 99% of the cases will remove that implementation. Probably mm -hmm. will keep the interface because on the view model, you are referencing that interface yeah. like in the constructor. Yeah. But the implementation, normally you not use that. So mm -hmm. yeah, probably the linker will remove that. And on the linker, all that is the most aggressive one. That is a responsibility of the mobile developer to to annotate those those types to tell the linker, hey, please don't remove those members or those classes here. And there is two ways to do that. They could do that on code itself, just mm -hmm. in do a type of and that name or instantiate a new a new instance just to the linker see that the code is referenced somewhere. Or adding a XML file that is a linker linker skip file that is okay. There is a XML that has some uh, there is a pattern there, and where you type that namespace and the members, the linker will read that file and skip that assemblies. And that could be easily found on the Xamarin documentation how you create that file. Okay, so th this the second option is there's a magic file with a with a magic name. And if you have a file with that name in your project directory, then the linker will find it and look into it and then know what to do. Is, is that right? Yeah. Okay. You really need to remember it on your build actions, change that file to the linker. Uh, I, I, I think there is a linker configuration or, or something okay. like that. I can't recall the name right now. Mm -hmm. And the last option is using the preserve attribute. That you could use a direct attribute, and there is a uh, class level. Actually, no, it's, it's you could add that on methods, on properties, on fields, or or in the class level to preserve uh, what you want to preserve, like the entire class, or just a, a method, or a field, or a property. Okay. So talking more about on the library maintainers, like hey, how I make my library linker safe. Mm -hmm. We need to care about these parts, you know, because normally as a library maintainer, we don't add that linker.xml file. Yeah. We, we could provide that one for our user, like say, here's a 
boilerplate one that you could use. But at the end of the day, the, mob, the user will need to create itself and populate that file. Uh, mm -hmm. We can do that in a more automatically way that is using those attributes or doing some static references at the code. So for that attribute, uh, at least for the Xamarin Community Kit, we use the we have that link preserve attribute that okay. we use from the Xamarin.forms.internals namespace. So if you are using the Xamarin Forms, you don't need to create it yourself. You could mm -hmm. can use that one. And we have basically two fields there. They are members or a conditional. Both are booleans. So when you set the all members to true, we are saying that in any case, uh, the linker should never strip that file. So okay. that file will be there in any case, even if you do not reference it. And mm -hmm. for our point of view, it's not the ideal because you know if you are not using something, you want that thing to be removed. So we use the conditional one that says, hey, if, if this class is referenced by in any part of the code, please keep this entire class here or keep this member. You know, okay. some cases that I can remember right now is on the camera view. We added a shot command. That is a command to, to capture the image from the camera. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, the linker is removing that command. So when we are, you know, launch the application and try to take a photo, nothing happens because the linker just removed that comment. So okay. inside that comment, we added that preserve attribute as conditional to true. So everywhere in the code, when we reference that comment, it will not be removed. So yeah, okay. it's so one in, in the example before with the dependence injection, that would be, you say, if anyone is using this interface, then mm -hmm. don't strip away this class. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So um, the method implementation of that, inter sorry, the class implementation of that interface, you can add that preserve attribute. Okay. Basically, when you are a mobile developer, you want to use preserve all members because like, you know that you will use that implementation. Other than that, that should not be on, on your code, right? Should be removed by yourself. Yeah. So normally you, you just, care about the all members and add that on top of the classes. Mm -hmm. So in this, when do you do this? Do you do you run your app and then see, oh, it blows up? Or yeah. is there a way to do this beforehand? Well, when you start to work on Linker, you probably need to press F5 and see if something blows up and fix that thing and run it okay. again and move on. But, you know, Times with times uh, we have ex more experience, you know. Mm -hmm. So there will be some place that you you look to the code and you will realize that that you need to add that attribute there because something pro probably the linker will remove that. So you just go there and add that attribute yourself. Okay, I think I was wondering before you you mentioned that this is uh, you code is being thrown out from the final. Well, the question is, what is that final something? Is this happening at the stage where like a, a DLL is created? Or is this at the stage where you're doing ahead of time compilation for Apple uh, platforms or also for, for Android if you have ahead of time compilation activated there? Mm, great question. So even if you do 
Git GIT or IoT compilations mm -hmm. that is just in time and ahead of time, respectively. Yeah. Uh, the result will be the same. The DLL will be stripped inside their APK or inside the EPA. So, okay. for example, normally when you do a build, Visual Studio creates two folders. That is object and bin folders. Mm -hmm. And inside those folders, we have like the bug and the release. And inside that folder, we have all the DLLs. If you look at there, they, you, you will see the full DLL. They are not linked at all. So you cannot... Uh, look into that DLL to to like see what is there or what the linker removed. Yeah. You need to go, for example, to your APK, rename that as a zip. You know, instead of .apk, you rename that APK to zip. Mm -hmm. That way, you will be able to open your APK, and inside that, you can find a folder with the references, and inside that folder, you will see all DLLs that your project references, and are those DLRs that are stripped by Linker. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> well, how did you go about verifying that this works? So you're creating a library that ideally gets used in thousands of apps. And uh, how do you make sure that you, you don't miss out on something or that when somebody uses this feature that not many people are using, then it, that it doesn't crash their app? Mm, great. So the first question is about how I know that the linker is working, so mm -hmm. I cannot send uh, share with you the the link to my PR that enables the linker safe on Xamarin Community Kit, and there I kind of explain step by step how I do the test. But basically, okay. what I did is very simple at that point. I create the DLL, uh, reference that DLL in a sample app project, like a mm -hmm. Hello World application and just use one feature for the Xamarin Community Toolkit and ask it to build that in the release. Sorry, it could be a release or debug mode, doesn't matter. But yeah. I changed the linker to be the linker SDKs and assemblies only. Mm -hmm. Because if the library is linker safe, that default linker will work to, to us. So did that. And I grabbed that, uh, released the LL inside the uh, bin folder, look at his size, and grab that LL inside the APK and compare both sizes. And the inside the APK is smaller than the release one. So I could tell that, that the linker worked. All right, yeah. And um, when you have linker enabled aggressively on your app, does that also mean that you exclude parts of the .NET framework? I don't believe that the MES core lib is stripped out. As okay. far as I know, they don't uh, remove that DLL, but they remove the Mono Android one and the Xamarin Android support libraries when mm -hmm. you are on those. But yeah, I am not but sure. Th th there are other DLLs that, uh, like system namespace, uh, lots of DLLs that could be used in the project. And and I know that the, the the apps, when you ship them to the store, are typically not the size of the .NET framework. So if you, in your app, if you say uh, link everything, does that in include the .NET framework uh, and, and like all the DLLs that, that are not libraries that I intentionally included yeah mm -hmm. so yeah i'm not sure here but yeah if you put to linker out i believe that we remove like 
system uh, methods that you are not using or classes yeah. and also another nuget packages like newtonsoft.json is one that we use a lot to mm -hmm. serialize json who doesn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah right or in any other library you know even even MVVM, MVVM frameworks like Prism or MVVM Cross also will be will be removed, and okay. also I believe that the Mono ones that is that uh, .NET framework implementation itself I believe that will be removed as well. Okay, cool. So, is there anything else library maintainers should look out for? Yeah, there is one interesting scenario that is about the effects because uh, the effect itself uh, we have two parts, right? We have the shared code part and we have the platform specific part for, for mm -hmm. effect. So it's a Xamarin Forms effect if you want uh, something visual to happen to your elements. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. We do a reference on our XAML or on our code the shared uh, implementation of the, the effect. Mm -hmm. So, but for the platform specific one, that is done like by using reflection or something magic inside the Xamarin forms. And mm -hmm. by default, the linker removes that platform specific implementation because he cannot find anyone using that platform specific implementation. That breaks the, the effect silently because uh, the effect, you, your application will not crash because mm -hmm. you are referencing the shared uh, the shared part of the effect and that exists. So, you know, that will run, but we'll do nothing. So in this case, what we do on Xamarin Community Toolkit is on our shared code. Also, since we are using multi-target, we can do that very easily. On our shared code, uh, we add on the shared effect constructor a call to the platform specific constructor. But if you do that and like just in calling, we could lead some performance issues because we are instantiating an object that we will not use mm -hmm. anywhere. So that is not good. So we put that inside uh, if closure that will be always false. So also to avoid that hustling to tell us every time that hey, this is false forever and the code will not be uh, executed. What we do is using if datetime.now.ticks is less than zero, because that will never happen. That will be always okay. false. But for the Rosling, he doesn't know about it because I'm looking to a property that has a dynamic value. So could, mm -hmm. be, could be negative, you know, but it will never be the runtime. So doing that, we're telling the linker that we have a static reference there and we are using that uh, platform specific effect implementation. Yeah. But for the compiler, that code will not be executed. So the compiler can be smart and can uh, optimize that piece of code. So we have there like the best of the two worlds. The linker will be happy and will not remove the platform specific implementation. And the compiler will guarantee that we don't have any performance lost at runtime. Okay, but you, you mentioned in the shared code, you referenced the platform specific constructor oh uh, yeah and but how does that work because that shared code doesn't know about the the platforms or or it doesn't or it knows about or it would have to know about all of the platforms 
Well, since on Xamarin Community Kit we use the multi-targeting approach, we can use that debug statement yeah. like that is the okay. uh, if Android or if iOS and call that platform specific uh, implementation. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I probably if you are using like the old partner that is uh, each we have the shared project and each platform has your head project. Uh, maybe that will be a little more trickier to to resolve, right? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Are you using multi-targeting to then deliver just one DLL for the Xamarin Community Toolkit for each platform that contains shared and not shared code? Or uh, are you using multi-target just for this trick? No, we are using multi-target to, to generate just one DLL per, per platform. Okay. And also because, you know, like, uh, which target probably will be the future of the .NET uh, yeah, yeah. development. So we are using that already. But we are not using the .NET 5-ish uh, SDK project uh, template for the SCS project. Mm -hmm. Since the Xamarin isn't on the .NET 5 yet, we cannot use it, that template. So we are using the MS Build Extras. That is a package, if I'm not wrong, uh, created by Claire, mm -hmm. that allows us to to do multi-targeting inside our Xamarin project. Uh, yeah, if if you are a library maintainer, you definitely needed to check that out and make your library multi-target. Okay, cool. And um, so that was for the maintainers of libraries. Anything? Uh, Anything you want to tell our listeners who are just using your library or other libraries regarding the linker? Yeah, I mean, like uh, my final advisor is to make the linker behaves as expected is, is could a little bit hard because mm -hmm. you need to run your app manually and test everything and probably something that is not too obvious will crash. And mm -hmm. also debugging the linker is not easy because you need to find a way to look into DLL and see what is really going on there. So my guess for the mobile developers is just use the linker out if you need it. If your app size is very, very huge and you know it's like a demand to, to reduce that, uh, that size. Other than that, the linker SDKs and assembly only is the way to go. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you very much for for taking us on, on into the onto this deep dive into the Xamarin Linker. <laughs> oh, thank you for the invitation. It was a pleasure. I will uh, try to uh, I'll, I'll add some links to the the topics you mentioned that PR um, and and maybe to Linker documentation for those who want to dive deeper into into what you can do with with the Linker to get the most out of your your code. Sure. So, so thank you for being my guest. Oh, thank you so much for this opportunity. Mm -hmm. This has been another episode of Dev Talk, and we'll see each other again in two weeks. Bye bye.